Hello everyone, you're listening to Bible Coffee Talk with Allie Benfield, and I'm so happy you're tuning in. I hope you're well and living your best life for Jesus Christ. On my podcast, we talk about subjects that some, if not most of us, are either going through, dealing with, or just want more information about. But we apply the Bible and the love for our Savior Jesus Christ, hoping that it will enrich our lives and help us as we walk righteously in obedience with the Holy Spirit. And we do it while enjoying a hot cup of coffee together. Because after all, this is a fellowship between friends. Am I right? So grab your coffee and your Bible, and let's learn more about Jesus Christ. Sound good? Awesome. So let's dive in. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today on Bible Coffee Talk with me, Allie Benfield. I'm so glad you stopped by. Today I'm drinking a mocha coffee, which is, I think it's half hot chocolate, half coffee. It's not bad. I mean... I probably will have another cup just to see if I like this one as much. Anyway, so this episode today is about brokenness. Usually when I select what to do my podcast on, I let the Holy Spirit direct me. And when he speaks to me and puts something on my heart, I know that that's the direction he wants me to follow. Typically, he'll put something in my in my way, like something that, that has occurred, Um, And that happens a lot. Uh, God puts me in situations so that I can help others. I may not like that being done a lot of the times, but if he wants me to go through it, I will follow him every single time. But before we continue, you know the drill. I have to turn this entire podcast over to the Lord for his blessing. So let's pray, shall we? Abba Father, each and every time I call out to you, you draw close to me and you let your presence be known. You have never let me know a day that you weren't right there beside me, even when I slid away from you. Lord, you hold me in your hands so beautifully. Even when I think I'm falling, you make it known that all you're doing is moving me and carrying me to safety. I'm unworthy, Father. I'm a sinner who hungers for your will to be done. And even when you take me into the storm, you're always there with me. Lord, as I speak today, may your words flow out of my mouth. Let your word be spoken eloquently without faltering. Let me be a vessel to spread you to others, planting your seed for your kingdom. Let this podcast be pleasing to you. Let those who need to hear this message bless them and fill them with hope, encouragement, and the desire to keep going. You're coming soon, Lord, and I pray that those who truly seek your face remain obedient to your spirit and repent daily for things that grieve your heart. So, Lord, come now. Settle with us as we delve into your word. Fill us with your spirit. I praise your precious name, Jesus. I exalt you and I lift up your name for all to hear that you are my King, my Redeemer, my Savior, and I will love and follow you all my days. Keep me humble, Father. Help me uh, to find each step that I take in my daily walk. Keep me in your right hand. I turn this entire podcast over to your spirit now, Lord. I thank you for your goodness. I ask you for these things, and I thank you for these things in your beautiful and precious name, Jesus. Amen. When the Holy Spirit speaks through you. (laughs) Honestly, I don't think the Holy Spirit gets as much credit um, that he should be getting. I just don't think many people give him the glory um, for all the times that he leads and speaks and, and directs them. Anywho, I hope you have a comfy seat and a steamy cup of coffee and your Bible, because on my podcast, we reference, read, and apply the Bible to everything. It's my go-to and my fact checker. I do read the King James Bible because it's the least tampered with Bible out there, but I will use the NIV Bible on occasion if a verse is tricky or complicated to understand. (laughs) 
Um, everybody has felt broken in their lives at some point. I don't care who you are or what background you come from. Life has a way of breaking people. For some, at least once. For many others, I happen to be the latter, many, many times. And it's during these times that it defines who we are and who we grow into be. It shapes our personality. Whatever has broken us can either leave us feeling bitter and jaded, hostile and aggressive, or it can leave us feeling empty, shattered, and alone, scared to move and afraid of our own shadow. And for others, it can leave us feeling um, that we want to help people. We want to be a lifesaver to those who are drowning in the waters of life. There have been many times in my life many times where I've learned the lesson the hard way and I've had to learn it a few times and even though I didn't see the Lord or know that he was there he always had his beautiful hand on me uh, it's funny because I thought about this the other day how many times that I had skirted death or skirted certain situations that I should have been in trouble and I thought wow I was I'm lucky and it wasn't until like now that I'm thinking luck had nothing to do with it. That was, that was totally Jesus. Totally. There've been so many times in my life that I've cried too. I mean, cried hard, hard, the kind that your eyes burn and you feel like you've got like bags of sand underneath and an ugly crying where you're like snotty and gross. And <laughs> yeah, I've done that many times. And it's because of this brokenness, this shattering, God does it. <clears throat> Excuse me, God does it because he wants us to draw closer to him. You see, when God decides where he wants you, he lets things happen to you that will serve him better and his plan for your life. During these hardships uh, that come and we think that it's just the worst pain ever and we wonder where God is and how God could let this happen to us, he's actually waiting to see if we call out to him or even acknowledge him at all. And some do, and sadly many don't. Whew. And I, I can honestly say for myself that I've been both. I've, I've acknowledged him, and then there's times where I, I haven't. And it's when we don't that we see our lives going further and further away from him and away from his voice. And the further we go, his voice gets smaller and smaller until we get too caught up in our own pain and are either led down a path that's not part of God's plan and make stupid decisions that hurt God until finally he says, enough. And it's these moments that he reels us back to him so we get these little glimpses of him. And this is where the lukewarm Christian uh, comes in. Because it's during these moments that uh, they will have experiences and they'll come and go and come and go. It's like a revolving door. They just keep going around and around. Once they're outside, once they're inside. Once they're outside, once they're inside. And it gets crazy. Um, and all God wants is just for us to stay in him. Now, those that hear his voice during these heavenly rescues from God, there, there comes a time when we've had it. We see these toxic patterns that we've been living in and say, you know, let me off this roller coaster. You know, the white flag goes up and we surrender to the Lord. Only this time we want more. This time we recognize the toxic pattern that we've been in, the, the roller coaster, the, um, the, uh, the, the door that goes round and round. We start to recognize old patterns that weren't working for us. And we start seeing that in all those situations we thought we were lucky to get out of. Really, those were moments that the Lord came to res rescue us. In Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. It says there, Fear not. 
but he's with us. In Romans 8, verse 31, it says, if he is for us, who can be against us? Fear. I mean, it's a horrible feeling. I have felt it more times than I care to admit. But in those moments, it's exactly when God wants us to draw close to him so that he can protect us. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a man who wants his wife to come to her, to come to him in times of her need so that he can provide for her. Well, that's how it is with the Lord as well. He wants us to come to him for everything so that he can provide, so that he can care for us and so that he can protect us. One of the top five Bible verses of mine is this next one, and it speaks to me and comforts my heart so profoundly. It's Psalm 147 verse three, and it says, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. It's a small verse, but it's so powerful. I mean, how awesome is that? Does that just not tug at your heartstrings? It does for me. He heals our broken hearts and he binds them up or he mends them in him. So, okay, so I, I'm going to get a little professorish. Here's a teaching moment. The word bind was a Jewish uh, Mishnanic uh, phrase that is also mentioned in the New Testament. In usage, to bind and to loosen simply means to forbid by an undisputable authority or to permit by an undisputable authority. And indecently, the word indisputable means that it is unable to be changed or denied. So basically what that means is that when it says in Psalm 147 verse 3 that God will bind up our wounds, it means that in his indisputable authority, he will put us back together again. And no one, no one can challenge him and they can't deny what he's done. I mean, mind blown. Whoa. I just got to say full transparency that in my life, when I've suffered and when I felt alone, like there was just no way out of a situation, the Lord held me in the most tenderest embraces. And how do I know that it was him that held me and that I was embraced by him? Well, I'm glad you asked. I know this because whenever I have fallen apart and come completely undone, when I've done that ugly cry, um, somehow I'm able to croak out one word, mercy. And I've done it all my life. That's all I can say is mercy. He hears me and he sends me the exact thing to help me, his word. Case in point, last night it started out beautifully and from out of nowhere, something terrible happened. I thought I had lost something that I had asked God for nearly all of my life. And the thought of losing something of such significant value, something I had literally begged God for, that I had lost it, was just more than I could bear. And it just seemed like another failure of mine, another letdown. Keep in mind that <laughs> I was, it was probably, it didn't help that I was exhausted, that I had gone many days with very little sleep. So here I was on my bed, on my knees, in my room, at the end of my bed with my head covering on, doing this ugly crying. And when I say I couldn't speak, I was struggling to even catch my breath. All I could muster up to say was mercy. I mean, that's all I could say, mercy. My Bible was on my bed and all I did was flip it open. And I didn't care where it opened, I just opened it. And where it opened was on Psalm 57 verse 1 through to three. That's exactly where my eyes went. And all I read was, be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me. For my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. 
I will cry unto God Most High, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send up from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Saliah, God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. Now, all my life, whenever I felt just completely alone, completely just broken, the only thing I say is mercy. I can't find the words. I don't know what to say to him. I don't know how to to put into words what I'm feeling. The only thing I, I'm able to say is mercy. And here I flip the Bible open with no intention of what I'm actually looking for. And here I find this verse, this beautiful verse that he's giving me that says, be merciful unto me. Oh God, be merciful. I cannot tell you <laughs> the floodgates opened again. And I just cried. I was so unworthy of him. And here he was helping me yet again. I was able to breathe a little easier. I was able to uh, just take a little, um, a couple more uh, little breaths in so I could catch my breath. I cannot tell you how much those three little verses touched and blessed my heart right when I needed it. I made a recording and I saved it because I never wanted to forget the exact moment I felt his embrace. And it was right there, right there, when I found his words that he wanted me to find, that I felt it. I think I actually may post that little podcast, uh, that little recording on a podcast. It's only a minute and 57 seconds. And I didn't do it for any other reading, reason other than for me. I wanted to know, I wanted to remember that when I was broken, in my brokenness, my heartache, when I called out to him, here he gave me the, the bread of his word. And it was just such a profound and moving moment for me. Yeah, so I think I might share that a little later. The Bible is such a powerful tool that God gives us. It was written by man, but inspired by God. Could you imagine being inspired by God in such a way that you wrote something that led countless thousands and thousands and millions of people to know him and be saved? Even though I may not be writing anything remotely close to the Bible, that's why I serve him through this podcast, that I can share from my painful past to share the truth of the gospel, apply both of them so that I can plant as many seeds for my father's kingdom that I possibly can, because he's inspired me to do that. The Bible says in Isaiah 41 verse 10, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be, dismay, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. God tells us that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Which, <laughs> the word dismayed means to lose courage, to be fearful, to be upset. Dismayed is one of those words that could mean a plethora of other things which is brilliant because here in this verse, it says, do not be fearful, do not be upset, do not lose courage. Now it won't actually say fearful, upset, or to lose your courage. That's the beauty of the word dismayed. I mean, it's brilliant. God knew exactly what word to use in his holy Bible because with one word, it reaches many. In Zephaniah chapter three, verse 17, it says, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save, he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in, thy, in this love. He will joy over thee with singing. Here we see that in the midst of the Lord, there are mighty. Okay, so this could mean anything. This could mean mighty things, mighty people, mighty issues, mighty problems, 
regardless in the midst of this mightiness it says that god will save and we should rejoice rejoice in joy so that we're able to rest in his love and what is truly an unbelievable verse to show us how mighty our god is and how he helps us through our brokenness is second corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee my strength is made perfect in weakness most gladly therefore will i rather glory in my infirmities that the power of christ may be may rest upon me when we can't go on when we can barely speak when life seems to have broken us in such a way that we feel like there's just no repair god does just that these hiccups these obstacles that we go through god is refining us the bible mentions gold refining the process a number of times in relation to god's dealing with us and with our faith refining by fire what is that okay teaching moment <laughs> have a sip of coffee Gold refining has been around for thousands of years. The Egyptians will, uh, were well known for developing the process for purifying gold and creating intricate and, and extravagant gold jewelry. The Odris, Sisolius, my bad, I'm sorry, a Greek historian who lived uh, centuries before Jesus described the process that the Egyptians used. First, the gold had to be... Um, found in the ground to be removed from the earth so that the sand and the dirt were washed away the next step was to crush the gold to break it down into particles then um, this next step was who which is probably the most familiar to us is when the gold is burned to remove the dross or the wasted materials deodorus said that this process could take up to five days if not longer the gold was placed inside uh, clay vessels for a number with a number of different materials that were added to it so that the process um, in the vessel uh, would cure kind of thing and they were sealed and placed in the fire for five days or until it stopped fuming when the vessel was opened the gold had been purified so much as that agents could possibly accomplish without modern science and chemical interventions that <laughs> modern scientists found that um, when they tested the gold, it was 93%, which is nearly pure gold. I mean, it's, you really, especially back in those days, to have gotten it to 93% was pretty spectacular because um, even now, nowadays, with all the different chemicals and things that are put into it, that's, that's, that's hard to achieve. So let's turn this metaphor back around. <laughs> God finds us. We're in the dirt and muck. Um, but if we go to Psalm 40, verse 2, it says that he washes us with the living water that which can only be found through Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 5, verse 26, it says um, we must re be, hello, sorry, <laughs> we must be refined further by testing. Then comes the tough part. We're put inside the fire. Well, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7, it says that the trial of our faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth though it be tried by fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Okay, what that means there, <laughs> praise God, what that means there is that it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the, what? Appearing of Jesus Christ. Well, sometimes this process can take a long long time and honestly i personally think that this process can last a lifetime and as you can agree fire 
depending on where you're standing or how close you get to it, it can vary in heat, some places being hotter than other places. But followers of Jesus Christ are not to be cool or comfortable. We're not. We are not to live in an easy life uh, where everything goes our way. That happens to those who don't believe. We are called to lay down our lives for the Lord and to pick up our cross. Whew, thank you, Jesus. We are to put um, into the fire every time we have friction with our kids, with our spouses, um, friction with our friends, with our jobs, with the world around us. And each of these instances, the hard times that hurt us, the times that we've been rejected or scorned or mocked or let down or hurt, all of this means that it's meant to purify us. In times of trial, we must cling to the promises about this whole purification process. Instead of fleeing the fire, which... I got to say, I personally do, and I can't help it. It's because of my past. I run away. Um, I'll notice, you know, danger or something like that, and I typically run. And it's not that I mean to. Uh, it's something that I'm working on, and the Lord's really dealing with me, because in the last week, I'm going to say, I've tackled a lot of things where I would have run, and I didn't. And I give him all the praise and all the glory for keeping me just grounded and keeping me put where I needed to be. Because those little hiccups, those little obstacles turned around like that. And if I had a run, I'd have missed out on the blessing. For some, they get angry with God. They question him as to why something's happened or why he's allowed this to, to occur. We must wrap our arms around the one who promises that the scorching heat is for our own good. It's to make us into something new, to burn away all the desires of our sinful flesh or sinful ways to purify us. When our Messiah comes back, and breaks the seal on the molds of our human bodies and raises us to life, um, to this new life we have, will be refined. We will have burned away our old dirty lives for our new righteous bodies, made in his image, ready to be used for his glory in eternity. So do you see where, where that came in? Do you remember when I said that, um, uh, where was it here? That he comes back, that when he comes back in, what was it, First Peter chapter 1, that though it may be tried with fire, um, though it be tried by fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Well, here it is that when he comes back, he's going to break the seals. He's going to break us open and see that, you know what? Wow. We're 93%. We're not perfect. Only one is perfect, and that's Jesus. But because of our refinement in his image, I'm going to cry in a second. This is, this is how he um, blesses us. So I hope this podcast has spoken to your heart um, and that the Holy Spirit was able to bless you with his truth. I pray that you come to know Jesus Christ, that you repent of your dirty sins and choose to refine yourself for his service, that you take up his cross and give up all praise and all glory to honor him. If you have any questions, you need to talk to someone, you'd like to, someone to pray for you, to lead you to know Jesus Christ, I encourage you. My page is open. Just look up Allie Benfield on Facebook. Please don't be shy. I love talking about my King and my Jesus, so please shoot me a message and just let me know that you, you need prayers or you'd like some encouragement, and I will gladly be there for you. I thank you for joining me today, and I'll talk to you all again real soon. Keep in mind, I'd like you to look up Joshua 1 verse 9, because that also is an encouragement.
Anyways, guys, talk to you later. Bye for now. Hey guys, I just wanted to thank you for taking this time with me today to fellowship and learn more about our wonderful Heavenly Father, His perfect Son, Jesus Christ, and the incredible Holy Spirit as we apply the Bible to our lives and our faith. I hope that what you heard and learned today has touched your heart and is tended to and ministered by the Holy Spirit. I pray that He fills you with His discernmentship and understanding so that the words of the Bible imprint on your heart with meaning and worth. The Lord Jesus Christ is returning soon, and when He does, I pray that you're among those that are caught up in the sky to meet Him so that you could join in the wedding banquet called the Feast of the Lamb. Until we're together again fellowshipping over coffee, <laughs> This is Allie Benfield signing off. Bye for now, guys.